0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bikini and the Brain podcast. My name is Ashley Kaltwasser, hair flip, and I'm here with Adam Bonia from teamelitephysique.com. And uh, we had a super special holiday-themed episode for you guys today. There is this holiday coming up. I don't know if you know. I don't know if they know, but it's a pretty big holiday <laughs> in the States, so we got to be prepared. Is it Valentine's Day? Close, close, <laughs> very close.
1: Christmas, so it's, it's yeah. Christmas and, New Year's. <laughs> and New Year's.
0: And New Year's and all the other related holidays yes. around this time.
1: Yes. Well, um, so I actually thought it would be a good idea to basically preemptively strike and give you guys some tips to carry you through the holidays. I mean, and also you could apply it to, you know, birthdays and whatnot. And, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, New Year's and all that. But Ashley is pretty much the queen of the diet hacks in terms of covering up with new ways to make food taste good and also um, sticking to it, yeah. which I think is the most important part, you know, just just sticking to your diet as much as you do. You've really you've really gotten good at that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to think so.
0: Yeah. I'd like to think so, yes.
1: So what are your <laughs> tips, Ashley?
0: So, um, you know, when we think of the holiday season, especially in the wintertime, we think of, you know, friends, family get-togethers, fireplaces, and food, you know, lots of food, (laughs) especially since we're coming off of Thanksgiving and now we're into December and uh, looking forward to Christmas. And I think a lot of times people will base their whole, I guess, holiday season or event around food. But, you know, I think there's so much more to a celebration than only the food. Of course, it's a an important part but it's not everything right it should be about friends family and spending time with the ones you love um but with that being said we're not dumb we know you guys want to celebrate and maybe we want to celebrate too and we you know we we realize it's not realistic to stay on diet for a lot of times for for people that are you know if they're if they have a weight loss goal in mind we're being realistic, and we're not expecting everyone to eat chicken and broccoli on Christmas. Some will. I will. (laughs) Some will. But let's be honest. There's a lot of us that that aren't, and that's okay, because we can navigate through this day, still make healthy choices, and not have too much of a backlash from it. Because I, I know that there are some, I guess, there are some people... On the other side of things, that says, don't count calories on Christmas. You should never do that. Spend time with friends, family, and all that, and indulge. And I agree, you definitely should enjoy yourself. But the I guess the main point would be not to overdo it and not to make it last longer than a day, I think, is the key.
1: Yeah. And I think just going into the day with the right mindset of being exactly. controlled, too, is going to be... And being years. prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, and it I guess we we're both in unique situations and as i've gotten like more more years as being a coach i've learned that all that it is harder than it than it is for both of us right and i'm around you more than anyone and you know that's the example i see of current competitor and i'm like no just be perfect like why can't you guys just be perfect you know and it's like oh that's a pretty high bar and then i grew up basically dieting at starting at 12 years old and so and then i wrestled and i played weight related sports and stuff so it was like yeah, for me, dieting is not hard either, you know, so I'm like, you know, I went many Christmases, many holidays, many birthdays, which is having chicken breasts or turkey breasts, right, Mm -hmm. and then, and for me, it was like, oh, cool, turkey breast today, (laughs) like, that was the thing, and that was it, and I'll get, like, one roll for my carbs, and then that would be it, and I was like, yeah, that's fine, and my family understood, they didn't force it, because I was just that kid that always watched his stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, so, but now as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, most people didn't grow up like that, you know, most people don't have that that setting where they can just turn the switch on and then it's just perfect, you know? Right. And so I understand it more now. And so now as I've been coaching more and more and more, um, I, I can relate to people better than I used to. And what I, the, the one thing that really was good for me was taking time off of the gym because of an injury. Mm-hmm. It was like the best thing that ever happened to me. I, I, got, I, have a, I had a small injury from playing hockey in my shoulder. It kept me out of the gym for about six months. That was the only time in my life I didn't work out. And, um, and I only needed to not work out for, like, three months. But I gave it, like, an extra three months, not really because I wanted to. It was because I was lazy, mm-hmm. you know, and I couldn't get my mind back into it. And my mind also went that way with nutrition. And so I basically got to start just like everyone else would start again. And I've never been in that position. And I realized, man, it is really hard to, like, get going in the gym and be motivated to actually go to the gym and to create a habit out of it where it's, like, now if I don't go it's like, oh my gosh, I feel sloppy because I didn't go. And now it's like, if I eat really bad, I feel terrible, you know? Like I actually had my, I don't, I have cheat meals once a week, and I had a big cheat meal, not a big cheat meal, but it was was even like a cauliflower crust pizza, that's like my cheat meal. I even had that, and I was like, I don't even need need to be going that bad at it. Like it made me feel gross for like a day. But I realized that's not like a normal thing, you know? So now it's like, okay, how do we take the normal person and kind of just create a way where they feel like they're not sacrificing Mm-hmm. Um, because now I know it's really freaking hard, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know if you went through that when you took your break. Did you go through, like, that adjustment period, or did you just turn there it There
0: was an adjustment period for yeah. sure, and I, I truly believe I've retrained my taste buds to kind of crave foods that are healthy, um, but, you know, that took a long time. But there was that adjustment period of, like, oh, man, I'm hungry, I'm craving, and I want something other than chicken and broccoli or whatever, so... You know, I think it definitely takes time, and definitely takes time to cook things in a certain way where you like it, and figure that out. But I realize, just for the average person, you know, we're we're not expecting you to be just like us, right? Because we already know we're kind of (laughs) weird. We're kind of weird, okay? Honestly, so I I can definitely relate though to people. they're just trying to get by, you know, yeah. trying to get by in a healthy way. And we're not one of those Christmas Grinches that will say <laughs> not to enjoy Christmas. Don't enjoy any food. Don't enjoy Christmas. Stick with the 100%. But at the same time, we don't want you to go willy-nilly in a downward spiral. Yeah. So I think, like, talking through this um, podcast, you'll pick up some tips that, like, hopefully at least put you on the right track and, and sets you up to enjoy your food and your event without feeling the guilt afterward right yeah. we don't want you to feel guilty for enjoying a few treats and all that
1: yeah that's the i think that's the biggest issue and um, the the stat was the the average american between gosh was it there, there was oh thanksgiving that's right thanksgiving is the start it's the catalyst day. so between Thanksgiving and January 2nd, the average American gained 6 point something. It was like 6.4 pounds or something like that. 6 point something pounds, 6.4, 6.1. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like the average American, that's like a pound a week basically, you know, for that, throughout that time period. But it makes sense. There's three big parties with, you know, takeaways each day, you know, and you're eating it ongoing. And I think that's one of the first tips you can do is, you know, don't take anything home. You know, if you're if you're hosting parties, give it to everyone who doesn't care about the oh fitness yeah, too, that's you know? one
0: of the things. You know, you can freeze it too. Yeah, definitely freeze your food, give it away. But if it lingers in your house, those leftovers can get to you. They can definitely get to you. Like that's for sure. Um, no doubt about it. Out of sight, out of mind. And you'd be surprised how many things you can actually freeze. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just bring it out later or you know at a better time. And you know, whatever you got to do. But I think that's a great tip. Um, you know, but even before that, I think the day of your event or your dinner, you know what? I would say this, start the day off right with a workout. Okay. And I would say first thing in the morning. I mean, I'm a morning person for sure, but even I feel like that sets the tone for the entire day, right? Even if has, even if it has to be a home workout, right? Even if the gyms are closed on, on Christmas, whatever even an at home workout is better than nothing. And I feel like even for your mindset, it sets you up to think like, okay, I'm not gonna go crazy tonight when I eat, right? It's like sets the tone for the entire day, got the workout done, feel accomplished, kind of just, you know, getting that regular everyday routine.
1: Yeah, now I wanna go on a, on a step back and then go into that too for a second, but on the uh, on the freezing foods, that was actually a really good tip. For the contest prep people in here, the freezing of foods is a really, really good tip. This is kind of outside of the holidays, but um, one of the things that I found with clients in general, and um, maybe it's because I work with mostly female clients, but it seems to be very highly on the female side is nut butters and problems with sticking to their amount of nut butters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm able. I'm just maybe. I'm really easily. I can. I can measure one tablespoon, and I no. I don't even look at the other one. When um, th- what was the company that was sending us those nut butters? For American nut butter. Okay, if you guys, shout out to American Nut Butter, because their stuff is crazy (laughs) good. This is not a paid advertisement or anything like that. They have this the craziest peanut butters, and they sent me like a box from like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, and I was able to eat just one, but they were in my office and they kept disappearing <laughs> like empty tubs. And I was like, okay, either I'm losing consciousness or someone's coming in my office and eating them all. Finally, like the, the culprit admitted to who they were, <laughs> bought me some more nut butters, but it's like, a it thing. wasn't me. There wasn't Ashley. It wasn't Ashley. <laughs> there was a lot of people at CPC. Denver. Actually
0: what he had to do was he hired a private investigator <laughs> and they did fingerprint analysis Yes. and we set up cameras. Yes. Um, and basically, we came to the conclusion and we found the culprit, yes. yes, we put And it... they have been identified and since um, punished.
1: Yes, they'll be getting out in uh, in, in six months with good <laughs> behavior. So, peanut so, butter jail. So, there's a lot of other people in there too. The, uh, we even put a fan behind an open jar, <laughs> blowing it through the gym and the ventilation system. The, uh, so, well, what I found is people who struggle with nut butters, which is really, really common... Um, let's say you have, because we do this thing we call it fat with carbs where we give people like a fat with carbs. There's like a pure fats which would be like oils and you know coconut oil and things like that. And then there's fat with carbs which is basically fats that have some carbs in them and we'll identify them like you know, avocado, nut butters, nuts, um, things like that. So um, if you have let's say three servings or two servings of fat with carbs a day, well I found that that's the biggest thing people would mess up on is that they just eat too much nut butter. So, I had a client who would get those packets, and what she would do is she'd throw all of her packets in the freezer, because she couldn't eat them the day of. Mm-hmm. You had to, like, really put effort into it to de- thaw, to thaw oh, them yes. out. Mm-hmm. So, she would throw them in the freezer, and then the for the the night before her day, she'd take one out, put it on the counter, and then that one would be good enough to eat for that day. So, it was like, that was a good control
0: Definitely. thing. Some
1: people need that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, if you need that, that's a good tip.
0: Absolutely. I used yeah. to do that, but put them in... Um, he goes trunk of his car, or <laughs> I put him in the garage. A out of sight, out of mind. I have to like think about it and literally make effort to go and get it, yeah. right? But same thing with the freezer and freezing it. That's smart, and I, yeah, I do that too. But there's there's a lot of things you can freeze, and you'd be surprised. You know, sometimes yeah. when I go and I, I go to the clearance aisle, and I'm like, I know I can't have this now, but it's such a good deal. <laughs> so I'll buy it, and then I'll cook it, and then I'll put it in the freezer or whatever the case may be, but.
1: Ashley's the queen of the clearance aisle.
0: Yes, and by the way, with the leftovers, guys, you know, like I
1: said, we either freeze
0: it or we give it away. But we do not waste. We do not waste food around here. Okay, let me make that clear. We're not going to throw anything away. Ashley is me.
1: also the queen of the not wasting food.
0: Yes, and clearance. But even on the clearance, that does not. Nothing goes to waste in my house. Uh,
1: when Ashley first started coming over to my house, I realized it, and I'd have like chicken, like sitting in my refrigerator. And it was like close to the expiration date. And then I'd, I'd go to the gym, work my normal work day. She'd be at the house still. And it'd all be cooked on the, on the uh, it'd all be cooked. And I was like, well, that's really nice. She like cooked my chicken. She's like, and she'd be like, Adam, you only have a day to eat that. And you have to eat it because someone, an animal had to die for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then I started thinking, yeah, you're right. And so I would, I would. Then from then on, when Ashley would come over, I would always make sure all my food was eaten. I <laughs> didn't have anything wasted. It was really exactly. funny because I, I started thinking about that now. The animal has to die for that food, mm-hmm. so yeah, you got it. You better eat it. You can't waste it. That's really sad if you wasted it is that. It's sad. Know?
0: We got so, can't be wasting food. No,
1: and here. I'm not a, a you know big vegan guy, but in in a in a, in a, in a someone's dying for your food. You better yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you should eat it. I think that's right. Something is that your food. Great. Yeah, but anyway, back to. The uh, working out the day of, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I used to do, you know, when I was younger, when I didn't have a gym, um, I would work out on Christmas Day every day too. And I would always, like that always, it was always my, for me, it was always my, okay, I could have a real good workout and I could feed myself a little bit more later type of thing. And I would eat like a little bit more protein or whatever, but it was never, I never go crazy. Since I was a kid, really. And I would always make sure that that day I could do at home. So I would like kind of schedule my week that week. Where I could do shoulders at home, or I could do arms, because I didn't need much to do shoulders or arms at home—just some dumbbells—and you're fine. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually didn't have dumbbells back then, and I, I used, used my mom's dining chairs because they had like little—you uh, could—they had little handles in them. So I just mm-hmm. do like lateral raises, put the chair behind me, do shoulder there you presses, go. It's better than do nothing. front raises. It was fine. It was like my dining chair workout. My mom, she was like, "Oh, he just takes the chairs on Christmas day, right? <laughs> yeah." The gym is closed, you know, I so. like
0: that, even if it's just for mental purposes, like. You're in your routine again. I think that's super helpful just to set up the tone for the day, you know? Yeah. And I'll even go a step further for those extreme people out there, the crazy people out there. You know what I used to do on Christmas Day? I used to run a 10K race on Christmas Day. What's yeah. up? Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times they'll have Christmas, Christmas-themed Christmas races. Um I don't think they have any in Vegas, though. But in L.A., I ran Christmas-themed races on Christmas Day. In Ohio, I, in Ohio I've done that before, too. Ran in a freaking blizzard and everything. <laughs> Dang,
1: really?
0: <laughs> on Christmas Day, yeah. And I would do the same thing for Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, they all have um, turkey trots everywhere. Turkey trots, yeah. It's a great way to start the day. I mean, what can you say? If the gyms are closed, maybe there's a, a race out there. Mm.
1: I wonder if there is one in Vegas. They're probably. It's a little cold for you, Vegas. You want to run it? I wouldn't, but... It's a little I, uh, cold for Vegas. Well, for Las for Las, Vegas? Las Vegans, Las well, Vegans. I, I still I got to figure that out for for Vegas people. Yeah, I think it's a little cold because we're not used to this.
0: Yeah, we're not used to it. But at the same time, it's not like dangerous.
1: Yesterday was so cold; it was forty four. I was like, I'm, I'm so. It's funny; it's in Colorado. I'd walk around forty four with a t shirt. No problem. And now I've gotten so used to the weather yeah. now. I'm like, I was, I was like, I'm freezing
0: cold. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so How funny. do you think I
0: felt in Europe? I was like, what the heck is oh, this? Oh man. <laughs> but for real, it's it's nice to get out and just get that done with, um, you know, and just start the day off right.
1: Yeah. Mm. So anyway, going into the next thing, Ashley, you got good tips here. I'm reading. Oh, yeah. Ashley Ashley's the best at this stuff. Oh yeah. The, do not the, skip meals. Is next the tips, and then um, yeah. So. There's go ahead and go with that one. Ash. Sure. So
0: the day of your dinner, I I would suggest you not skip meals. All right. I think a lot of people think that they're like, well, since I'm gonna have a big meal anyway, I gotta save all my calories, but I think it works against you, honestly. You're kind of sabotaging yourself because what happens is you get hungry because you haven't been eating all day, okay? And then you then overeat at dinner and fill up on foods that maybe aren't the best. Whereas if you kind of just eat your normal meals throughout the day, by the time dinner comes, you're not gonna be like starving to the point of, you know, binging on this one meal, which is typically a calorie-dense meal. So I would suggest um, throughout the day, you just kind of stick with your regular diet. If you eat oats and egg whites for breakfast, keep it, and then chicken, vegetables, or whatever else, your normal diet, keep with it. Don't try to stock up on, on calories and just save it all for dinner because I feel like most people backfire.
1: Okay, yeah, there's, there's like, I guess two, two thoughts of uh, on that one, right? There's mm-hmm. like two sides of it. And I don't think you know, I agree that your argument is you're going to eat a smaller portion if you just stick to the diet all the way through the day. And I think that that's right because I think if you're going into it starving, you might make worse decisions, you know. Right. Um, but that, if you've got a good self control and you know your body and you're used to fasting,
0: maybe. But I would say more likely than not, if you starve yourself when right. it comes to dinner, you're really gonna go overboard.
1: Yeah, and then there's the other there's the other thought process with the that is because I, I get both. I get both people who are just like on it hundred percent and then they don't mess up at all on christmas and then i get people who want um that freedom you know they want the freedom so for the people who like need the freedom and want the freedom because this is what i what i wouldn't want is someone to do all their let's say they do five meals a day seven meals a day whatever i want i wouldn't want someone to do all five of their meals and then go to dinner and then do an extra big meal because you couldn't control yourself because that's worse than just doing you know just your proteins that day and then a big meal or just three meals that day with your big meal so just kind of identify who you are If you think you get to the meal and a four-ounce piece of meat and veggies and thirty carbs or whatever it is is going to be is not Christmas to you, and you know you're going to go farther than that, well, then be kind of mindful of that. And in that scenario, I do think you know skipping meal number two and meal number four, and 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 then adding meal number five, so you add two, four, and five together, and then that be your big meal. Mm -hmm. That won't affect your results. So whatever we're talking about here, the results won't change in between either, whether Mm -hmm. you eat three times a day or. Ten times a day, there's really very nominal difference between those two eaters. True. The the post workout is is a is a variable that doesn't go into that. But um, with the with your normal day and how you eat your food. So if you are you're like okay, I just need to be part of the family and eat a big portion. And if you're doing four ounces and you skip three meals, well, you got 12 ounces of meat you can eat there. That's going to fill you up. So how I say is if you're going to either way, however you think you should do it, do it. But um, I would. I would say that your way is definitely more control, controllable, like in terms of appetite Mm. control.
0: Well, I also would mention as well, I guess it depends on what time your dinner is, right? So if your dinner is at 8 p.m., I also wouldn't say eat five meals already and then have a big one. Um, But if it's like, you know, maybe three o'clock or whatever, I think you can better plan that out um, and then just kind of go from there. Um, But, yeah, I think that's true. you got to identify what kind of person you are and what – you know, what are, how, how, how hungry you think you're going to be? Can you control it? Or are you one of those people that is tempted way too easy? But I think the key would just to be plan ahead regardless of even if you're that person or you're a person that um, can control a little bit better, just make the plan to do so, right? Planning ahead is, is key.
1: Yeah. Um, so the other thing too is like, let your, let your family know ahead of time, you know, like tell your family that you're getting ready for a show or your War league really being health conscious this year I mean I don't know if it's just because I did it for so long but my family would always make sure that I'd have my stuff it was really nice of them they'd be like okay they'd make this little bowl of mashed potatoes and they'd make a little they'd make a big bowl of mashed potatoes for everyone else would be like oh those ones are Adam's. there's no butter in them like mm-hmm. and now you know now that I'm older I can recognize it I'm like that was really cool that took probably a lot of effort to do that mm-hmm. back then I was a little you know I was a little little crap but I was just like oh thanks it's good. I didn't even take any like mindfulness into how it took extra effort I would just eat it like it was very normal you know yeah but yeah I mean your family would be happy to do that and sometimes what I found is that with contest prep people like in contest prep families um that they actually it kind of like creates conversation at the table too but also um they end up liking it they're like you know what it's actually not that bad with that butter maybe I'll just do it like this from now on or you know they'll do they'll do things like that and it like kind of switches it for them, and so um, you know everyone wants to eat healthy. No one doesn't want to. No, I don't think anyone doesn't want to eat healthy. I don't think there's. I think there's very few people in this world that prefer not to eat healthy. The only problem is in this world, people put taste in front of health, which to me is like crazy. But the, we're in that weird you know scenario. You know I was like, I put I go my order goes in order of importance. It goes like. Look, of course, it's super, you know, it's not the best. It's, it goes like abs being lean, like sex appeal basically is number one. Um, health is number two, and then taste is number three. But everyone else is like taste, then it might go health, and then it goes like looks, right? For the American, everyone else probably in America probably go taste, looks, then health. I don't know, but anyway, once you can change that order of things. I feel like it becomes a lot easier too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think if you kind of do that and you can help your family, like yeah, I mean, you're really healthy, and they make something different for you, it might help them. You know, it might give them something. They might hate it, but for the most part, I think most people are like, oh, that's not actually not that bad because diet food really isn't bad. Yeah, it's just like oh, thought yeah. of as- and We're gonna talk about that um, later on in the
0: podcast too because it's one of the points on there. But I agree. I think like a lot of times we get our parties all. You know, switched up. But you know, with that being said, if it's a day, you know, that's where it gets tricky. You never want to be too too strict on the day, the like, the one day you can have it. But we just gotta keep in mind the self control. So even if it is you know, potatoes with butter. just keep in mind like, okay, this is a more calorie dense item, maybe not have a whole bowl full, maybe just like a small little portion, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just, you know, being aware of what foods possess what calories and how dense in calories that food is, um, you know, because especially when, when you're cooking and, and or somebody else is cooking it for you, you don't know exactly the macros of it, you know, so you just kind of have some have to have some of like, a little bit of a guesswork in there, right? But we can we can taste, we can see for the most part how how dense in calories an item maybe, or if it has empty calories or whatever. But yeah. um, I think another good thing to keep in mind on you know days we're having big meals or whatever is stay hydrated. I think like a lot of times you get lazy with fluids, and then once you a little bit dehydrated sometimes your brain doesn't even know like is it hunger or is it thirst sometimes you can't tell the difference but I think just keeping hydrated kind of keeps you a little fuller to begin with and especially if you're about to have a big meal I always say have a few glasses of like water or crystal light before that big meal that way you don't overeat and your body kind of fills up with something else other than just calorie dense food right so I think that's something to be very mindful of is like your fluid consumption um, the day of this event, you know?
1: Yeah, and um, that's, a, that's a really good point too, especially when I do these little tricks when I go to like all-you-can-eat places or whatnot with, with people out here in Vegas or mm-hmm. you know, friends out here. Um, so water, huge, helps you with satiety for sure. Another one is when you're at the dinner table is eating your vegetables first, so eating like a big salad first. Like if you know you're not in the right mindset going to the dinner and you know that you're like, oh, that pumpkin pie looks good or whatever, The having a big salad with maybe even like a calorie-free dressing that day would be a really, really good way to kind of get that hunger down a little bit going into the next meal. Um, I do that at, so I went to um, All You Can Eat Sushi. Uh, there's this place called Ono Sushi. Oh, I know if you're in Vegas. It's actually a pretty good little spot. Uh, I, go there, I go there often with people. Uh, I went with, actually me and Anya went yesterday. And um, we just went, and then they have a, a sashimi, um, like limited things that you can get that are sashimi, so there's no rice in them. Like you can get only one of those, you can get like unlimited sushi type of thing. There's like four things they have that are not with no rice, like a cucumber roll, you can only get like one of those. And so I always order those first, and so I'm just eating protein, and it's like small portions. Um, and then I get that and bean, the edamame beans. And then like by the time I get to the sushi, which is super rice-like dense, like a rolls like, some of the most rolls are about 70 grams of carbs. If you guys don't know, like the mm-hmm. full roll, like if they do the right, like big roll, um, it's like 70 grams of carbs. I think it's like 65 or something like that, and it's like surprising because people, all you can eat, will eat like three of those. And I'm like, dude, you just ate like 200 carbs, so crazy, and so um, that gets me to the point where I do like one roll and I'm full. You know, because I get those sashimi things and I eat a higher protein, and then it's like actually like a realistic meal. Still a little high in carbs, but not mm-hmm. nothing crazy, and so. Um, that's another just a good tip, you know. Maybe eat your vegetables and your proteins first, and then if you're combining some meals, and you have all of your you have all of your salad, and then you have let's say you combine three meals, but then you have 12 ounces of protein, and you're not even full for the other things. Like you don't even want to eat much of them. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Another thing I would add is like when you are eating, like be slow and mindful of your eating. Um, take your time. Don't rush. <laughs> I think like a lot of times our taste buds are are a little, um, little slower to respond than our stomach, if that makes sense. So what I mean by that is we'll feel full, but our taste buds want more, you know? So although we don't realize it and we're not paying attention, we're just eating and eating because it tastes good. Our taste buds are like, yeah, this is great. Give me more. But in all reality, we're like, actually like, full. There's like just a little delay with the taste buds and the stomach. Stomach yeah. says, No, we're good. We're full. You don't need more. Taste buds are like, no, gimme, give gimme give more. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a thing I would like suggest as well to so kind of shut off those um messages coming from the taste buds that say, Hey, I want more. You know, um, I I would suggest you can brush your teeth once you know you're full and Even chew minty gum, that can help as well. Kind of shuts off the need for more um, food from the taste buds. Because if you have something minty in your mouth, you probably won't want to have, you know, a boat of mashed potatoes and gravy after that. (laughs) Because it'll taste weird, right? And you're just like, kind of just cleanses your palate in a way, I feel
1: like. You're really good at that. That's the one thing with Ashley. And I've been hanging out with Ashley for years now. Every meal we've ever had... Together, I've seen her pull out her little dental floss. It's like yeah. a little dental floss pick, gum, whatever, every meal. And I'm like, "How do you?" I'm like, "It's such a habit of yours that you're so good at it."
0: I will say, I'm getting a little carried um, away with the sugar-free gum, though. Adam,
1: are you? It's, it's bad.
0: <laughs> I'm bad pack a day right now.
1: Really? Well, <laughs> <laughs> pack a
0: day. <laughs> I'm sugar-free gum. You know
1: what I saw the other day? I saw I saw cigarettes in a vending machine. Really? Yeah. Do they ID? You? What
0: the heck is that?
1: It was at ellis island casino but there was kids going into the the diner and it's right by the door interesting
0: wow Yeah, well, I guess. that's not good
1: no they have ellis island's another vegas like secret spot you know what's funny is i go on this is like a, a, a non-podcast related thing too but i go on youtube and i watch um like vegas like these guys that like tour vegas and they do like 10 best things 10 hidden things and whatever ellis island has like this steak and eggs and it's like a top sirloin steak which is pretty lean it's like a 10 ounce steak for like 13 bucks with like eggs. And I'm like, I'll go try it. And I went there and it was like this fun little like locals casino and they had good awesome. steak. Yeah, but I found, I saw these <laughs> cigarette vending machine. I was like, this is crazy. There's a cigarette vending machine, like a functional cigarette vending machine oh,
0: here. Oh man, they, I, they need uh, to replace that with sugar-free I gum. I hate how
1: casinos let smoke here still. It's right. so, like it's so for a niche, like a small amount of people that make a small amount of people happy and everyone else miserable. You know
0: what? I will say like I've walked into restaurants that were allowing people to smoke or whatever, and I, I, I think it's because I'm so not used to it. I walked right back out. I couldn't yeah. even handle. It. I'm like, oh, no one's like actively smoking right now, but the whole place just smells so bad. I'm like, I don't even have an appetite, and I just left. And I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I can't.
1: Yeah, get in. it is unfortunate. Uh, it's funny. I was playing, I was playing cards. Um, like I don't know, it was a while ago. I was playing blackjack at a casino. And this guy sat next to me and he was like, he like started lighting up a cigarette and he was a nice guy. And he like starts lighting. He goes, oh, do you mind? And I'm like, of course I mind. I'm like, everyone minds. (laughs) Like no one doesn't mind, but you're allowed to do it. So thanks for asking, but you're going to do it anyway. So just go for it. He was like, he's like, yeah, it was like, yeah, dude, he's like, you think? And I was like, dude, no one wants someone smoking next to them. Like that's not smoking. Like it's just common like it's common knowledge man it's nice that you're concerned we're just like laughing about we're like laughing about the conversation mm-hmm. like but it's funny that you would ask because like yeah i totally mind there's your smoke's gonna come right in my face of course <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> well, that's yeah. pretty funny we wanted an nice answer right kind
0: of tried
1: sometimes my like skills in public when people like ask a question i like i'll tell them the real answer and if they're not the best because they caught him very <laughs> off guard it was pretty oh funny. gosh but it was it was funny we ended up being friends the whole time. Right. No, you're
0: good at that. And then everyone wants to be your friend. You're so cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> but with that being said, you know, when it comes to, like, hydration and stuff, I mean, let's also be honest. While we're kind of on the topic, you know, sometimes with these events, alcoholic drinks are there, okay? And I assume everyone listening is... An adult. <laughs> An adult. Um, hopefully over 21. I don't know. But, um, you know. They, that's-
1: do they do alcohol at your Christmases? Do they do them at yours? At my Christmases? What are you talking about? Like with your family stuff? No. Okay, I didn't Not do my I mean, family. Mine either. Okay, I was like, because I don't, but I don't know But culturally. we're weird.
0: Listen, we're is that weird. Is? That's, yes. Because culturally,
1: I just thought I wasn't sure if it was like a culture thing. No. Because my, my family is like Hispanic, so I wasn't sure if that was like a thing. Well, Maybe it was just my family. Oh, I wonder. I
0: think most, I mean even if it's not a family like even a holiday party I would assume most would okay you know like let's say a work party it's going to be there work parties
1: I've seen that yeah. you know yeah it's
0: it's there <laughs> so um you know this is another scenario is like do we endorse it no but we realize it's going to happen anyway right so if you're going to do it then I might as well tell you there's some healthier options you can do for it um I I would say you know If you want like one of those fruity, girly drinks, you can do like a vodka soda water and Mio or vodka water and Mio, the little squirty things. That's good. Or a dry wine.
1: The Mio is the uh, squirt, like water flavors. That's how I drink most of my water with the Mio Mm -hmm. flavoring. I love that stuff. It's the only way I can get my hydration in, or otherwise I'll drink Diet Cokes, you know? Yeah. Um, What's a a dry wine?
0: You're asking the wrong person. Oh, but it's
1: lower calorie though? Lower calorie because it's less sugar. It's dry. Uh, but oh, Is that what dry means? Less sugar?
0: Yeah, in a sense. Like, can okay. you go... Oh, really? Kind of bitter. Yeah.
1: It's like a diet wine. That's cool. Yeah,
0: if there was one, I guess. But um, typically, sweeter wines would have more sugar, whereas dry would have a lot less. And I am far from a wine expert, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you what exactly uh, the wines are. But for those of you who are, we'll probably already know. And feel free to comment it in the comment section below a good... Dry, lower-calorie wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, asking the wrong people. Yeah, but I know that most people that are that want to drink, I would say the, the vodka, the vodka with um, the
0: Mio Crystal
1: Light. Yeah, Mio. is the is the like most common go-to. It's like it's like 70 calories a, a shot. Is that what really the accurate? Yeah,
0: typically there's 70 calories per one ounce shot of vodka or any liquor that's not like flavored. Um, so. Even though, I mean, if you want to go into it, how it's it's technically 70 calories, but at the same time, it's really not that great because your body takes priority over, it takes priority with the alcohol and st- metabolizes it and kind of forgets about the nutrients that you're consuming. I don't know if you have much to say about um, that, but it's ultimately, I would say, in summary, it's 70 calories, but it's the emptiest it's a, calories you could yeah, think of.
1: It's a very unique macronutrient it's a, it's its own macronutrient i can tell you that so mm-hmm. four calories per gram of carbs and protein nine calories per gram of fat and um, alcohol has its own calorie it's it's seven grams or seven calories per gram of alcohol so that's a, it's it's a weird macronutrient that has its own weird variables in it but not the most ideal macronutrient for sure it would be uh on the on the bottom end of those four <laughs> you know it's not it's it's not like a carb fat macro, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's alcohol, you know. So it's a weird, it's a weird, you know, thing. And So it's a, there's a lot of research that's been done on that. You guys can look it up on YouTube and how mm-hmm. how alcohol affects the body, alcohol calories affect the body. Now it's, it's a whole nother podcast, you know. Oh but, yeah, definitely. But um, but yeah, not the most ideal. But mm-hmm. obviously people are going to be doing it, especially the work parties. So a couple, you know, a couple shots of that with your thing. I think you're having a good time at too, right? I mean, it depends on you who you are. If I were to out. do it,
0: I, if I have a half of one right at this point, I would
1: be like, I, even I'd be done. I think the last time I've seen you drink, I think you had one drink in 2018 after the Mile High. Is that it? Because I remember Hugo was there, yeah, and that was it. And he had like one. You didn't finish it. No, I couldn't. Yeah, I remember that. I couldn't.
0: <laughs> I, I think if, since that time, maybe had like one and a half. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. do much for me these days. Honestly, I would rather feel amazing the next day and just have an awesome workout. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of. I feel like it zaps your endorphins the next day. Do you? Like, I feel like even if you don't go overboard, it kind of like, I don't know, the next day I just never feel, not that I feel bad, but the next day I'll feel maybe, maybe a little more lethargic or not as happy. I don't know. Huh. But... It know, just doesn't do much
1: for me. I have no, I have unfortunately I have no expertise on it. Cause I don't, I just don't drink. So I don't have any expertise on it. True. But um, I wish I had more experience. Cause I know a lot, of, most people do. It's weird that we don't, whenever I'm like, it's funny is whenever I'm like talking to someone or um, even if I'm like, you know, like dating someone new or something and they'll be like, Oh, do you drink? I will like, no, but don't feel weird drinking around me. Like, I know I'm the weird one mm-hmm. <laughs> in that scenario. Like, very very abnormal for me not to drink. Very normal for you to drink. So Yeah. Um, but Joe. on that note, one of your tips is don't drink uh, calories. Yes. Because that's where people mess up a lot.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Calories, man. Don't you just hate when you accidentally drink a, a full calorie because, Diet Coke and it's not a Diet Coke because it's actually Coke?
1: Did you do it? You just did it, right? I did it
0: on the way home from freaking um from Spain. I did it by accident. It <laughs> happened again. I was so mad at myself. I thought I was getting a Gatorade Zero cuz they look so similar, the white ones. It was a white one. And it was right next to the the zeros and I picked it up and I was drinking the whole thing. And then I realized, oh, this is definitely full sugar Gatorade. And the funny thing is I couldn't tell the difference. Not only that, I felt like it wasn't sweet enough, and I added my own stevia to really? it. Really, I have the biggest sweet tooth. You're
1: really bad about the sweet yeah. stuff. Yeah. So
0: stevia is my friend. I even added stevia to the full sugar Gatorade. That's crazy. I know. That's
1: how. That should tell you like how what level of sweetness you're at. She does a lot of sweeter.
0: I do. <laughs> I do. You do. So. It was a waste of calories.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it would have been tasted exactly the same if it was sugar-free and you added Exca- your own stevia.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I cannot taste the difference. So, I really cannot.
1: You know, the last time I did that was uh, you, caught, you caught it too. And it made me so mad. It made me mad too because I was like, I really liked them. It was in Japan, those coffee drinks, and you caught it. Uh-huh. And I couldn't read it because it was all Japanese, the label. And it looked like each one was, uh, it was like coffee with milk and it looked like each one was like 35 calories or something. Yeah, I think it was like 35 calories. But in the United States, it has like the total calories, you know, on the back. So 35, would it look like? And I was like, oh, it's just coffee with a little bit of milk. That's fine. And that's what it looked like. It was little, but everything else was in Japanese. And then it was per milliliter, it was 35 calories. And that was like one of the servings. And there was like, uh, it ended up being... 300 calories i remember that it was like three 290 300 calories and um and i was drinking like i was drinking a lot of those i was drinking like three of those a day <laughs> and then it was like day five and i was like addicted to these at this point i was like so sad to be leaving them and then ashley like at she goes you realize there's like uh however many servings in this it was like eight it was something crazy I was like, nah, I was so bummed about that. It was such a heartbreaking moment. Oh, I, loved, I yeah. loved them so much. But I was like, I loved them because it was like pure sugar. <laughs> oh,
0: so, so, so sad. Yeah, it's tricky with those labels overseas. Yeah. You got to watch it. Like, I did that overseas too with the onions. But I it's it's diff- you have to do some math when it comes to those labels because you yeah. have to divide it by the the amount on the can. It's a big mess. And then yeah. if you can't read what it says to begin with, It's
1: tricky. (laughs) Very tricky. Stick to the food you know over there. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you know what, too? This is actually, can I move on to the recipe alteration? Yes. This is one of the good things, too. And I think this is good for, like, the family. Um, And I'll link the video. But Sam and Courtney, they do, like, all these tortillas, too. There's so many elite coaches here, and you guys have already known Sam. Um, Mm. But they do all these recipes. And Sam's been on this, like, She's been on like a recipe run <laughs> for what three months now, where she's like doing all these crazy foods. She made this—I uh, guess it's a pie. It's like a fitness kind of mod. I sent it out to everyone in like the who follows me on the on the text messages, and it is amazing. Like it was so good. Like I would rather have that than like a pumpkin pie. I actually would prefer it mm-hmm. in taste alone. But the macros, each piece—it was like eight pieces, and each piece ended up being close to a like one bar is what it ended up being so it was like really healthy in terms of what the breakdown was like 20 grams of protein and like seven grams of carbs And it was like i was like how is this even possible this is so good so i think that's a good thing for like the family to do and like oh let's try this and you know you still have your pumpkin pie there for everyone else but like try it with your family do it together right and then at dinner have everyone try a piece and then they'll be they'll they'll be like oh actually yeah this is I should do this this isn't even that bad it
0: can be fun right you can be a little mad scientist in the kitchen and make all these alterations and some of them are easier than you think you know it's it's um there's so many resources these days like you just said sam's channel is great for it but you can look it up online and even try your own modifications, right? You can even like do things like swapping out white flour for almond flour, or sometimes a lot of people do um, unsweetened uh, applesauce and replacement of some oils. Like, so it's like kind of fun in a way to kind of experiment and try these things. And, um, you know, even if you don't uh, necessarily like it, now you know how to do it better next time. But it's a great way to just kind of Experiment and if it works out, then you got a healthier option, and maybe they'll like it even better, like you do yeah. for the pie. So. Yeah, for sure.
1: I think that's a fun, just a really fun thing to do with the family. Yeah, and an absolutely. educational thing, too. Like, you can teach them, like, without being that person, you know, because that's the thing. You never want to, like, be in their face about them being yeah, them to be healthy, but totally. you could, like, just give them some options that are, and it's like for you, but then they have that option, and then they're like, you know what, maybe I should be doing this, like, because it's not as big of a sacrifice as it was. When I started dying when dieting when I was twelve years old, you know? Because mm-hmm. back then it was like pre-packaged like metrics bars, which were like stuck to the wrapper, which was terrible. Those things yeah. were like little bricks of just it almost reminds me of like an MRE. Like you just have to get through it to survive, you know? Yes. It's like it was so bad back then. And now it's like there's really no reason why you shouldn't be eating the healthier options because they're like just as good and twice as sweet and you know, zero calorie this and everything, you know, like there's just so many things, you know. So
0: absolutely, people just aren't exposed to it. Yeah, and even if it's just like one ingredient you swap out, hey, you know, we're yeah. trying new things, and I think it's a lot of fun to to kind of play around in the kitchen like that. So
1: yeah, mm-hmm. so these are so this is a fun one. Yeah. hopefully it's helping some people. Definitely. Yeah.
0: But um, you know, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but in preparation for you know, if you know you're going to be having more calories than normal on a certain day, you can. I mean. I would never tell people to restrict their calories throughout the week because, like I said, I think that kind of leads to overeating. But you can do some extra credit workouts, I think. There's no harm in that, right? If you're like, you know what, well, I'm feeling good right now. I'm off of work, and uh, I got this, you know, event to go to on Saturday. Hey, get an extra workout or a little extra cardio. There's no harm in that. Just in preparation for the excess amount you might be experiencing. What do you think?
1: Um, I don't think it's a bad idea as long as it's not too much cardio. Right. Like, yeah. cardio is the main one.
0: And it's going to be, let's be honest, it's going to be hard to out-cardio a big meal. Yeah, yeah. No problem. We don't want to be, like, yo-yoing, like, to restrict and then kind of counteract it with cardio. But a few extra workouts, I think, yeah, no, can, it's not gonna, and I can be nice. And I tell people nice. to do
1: that already, too, like, when you're... If you're on, like, one of my workout programs and one day you're feeling good in the gym, you're like, I just feel great today. I got a lot of energy. Yeah. Like add an extra exercise, you know. Exactly. Add, a, add some drop sets. Or you if you're even
0: mark. traveling. Like, knowing that, like, if i oh, I'm traveling on Friday, I better just get in two, two workouts, whatever, one in the morning, one in the evening, because, yeah. I you know, I don't want to get up extra early to travel. So kind of the same concept as well, right? Yeah.
1: Like, today, like, well, for, like, four days right now, I'm taking my car in to, they're doing something with the interior. And it's like a four-day process, so I'm like, I don't have a car, so I'm just going to go to the gym. That's yeah. I can't drive anywhere else.
0: Exactly. So
1: I worked out in the morning today, and then when I go back and work out at night, then I usually work out both muscles in the morning. So Definitely. I'll do extra for like four days, and then I probably won't work out for like two days because I'm going to be all beat up when mm-hmm. I get my car back. <laughs> but Definitely. I'll probably have a ton of errands to do.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. But I also think it's helpful, like, you know, after your big meal or event, I, I would say sleep as much as possible after that like allow your body time to digest it like if you can sleep in do it and that way you can kind of wake up the next day and everything's all digested and you're ready ready to go you know what i mean so
1: you know what it's funny i just told this to anya um she she slept until like noon one day over the weekend and she was like yeah i just like slept until like noon Wow. She's like, so I Lucky. have. A, yeah, she's like, I have a lot of calories still to eat. I'm like, that's actually a really good dieting, like way of like avoiding calories is like being by sleep. It's so funny. I was like, you naturally have like less meals available. So they have to be bigger because you're gonna go to bed in Definitely. 10 hours. It's funny, and it so, gives your
0: body time to digest, especially if it's a big meal, because no one wants to wake up the next day still full, right? Yeah, that's not a good feeling. But that. if you can sleep in and have your body time just to process all that, wake up and you're like, okay. Take a big old poop and then so, start your day.
1: So funny with that. Big poop,
0: <laughs> big old poop. You're so gross. That would be. You're so
1: ideal. It's, it's so it's so weird. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm
1: gosh. just being
0: honest right now.
1: <laughs> girls don't poop. It's a You're laugh. right. It's I'm a just
0: kidding. <laughs> girls don't poop. Just <laughs> evaporate. Hundred
1: percent simulation of all nutrients.
0: Exactly. Very efficient. Super efficient. Very efficient High, highly efficient. Highly um, <laughs> efficient.
1: Out of all the mammalians out there, there's the most efficient ones. <laughs> it's just, Definitely. Just pure, pure mm-hmm. nutrient absorption. Yes. Mainly in the glutes. Mainly oh, in the yes. glutes. Oh, All right, so. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also the glutes. <laughs>
0: um, so, like, I know we've discussed before, too, like, it's not necessarily, just like we just mentioned, it's not, it's not really realistic to think that you can out cardio your your meal right depending on how many calories you went over it's kind of hard to out cardio that <laughs> but what you can do is get an epic lift the next day right yeah. so if mm-hmm. you know you're an excess amount of calories you got a surplus going on i say hey you might as well put those calories to some good use get in a good freaking leg workout the next day you should have a lot of energy you'd be stacked up on all your glycogens and all these calories <laughs> Going right to the booty, right when you're training. So, I mean, I would say if you're going to train the next day, do do a heavy lifts, yeah. good lifts, and of course you can do cardio too. But do not try to out cardio that big meal. It's probably not gonna. <laughs> it's probably gonna take a marathon. <laughs> just just get get in some good lifts and call it a day.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that um, Dr. Jacob Wilson will say too. Like on post workouts or on yeah. cheat days, he's. He changed my mind on cheat days by saying, you know what? If someone's having a cheat meal, um, recommend it before they work out. Everyone always says, I want to go work out and then have the cheat meal. He's like, no. He's like, use that energy for the workout that day. Have a a smashing workout for two days instead of just one day, like the next day. So, you know, in the scenario of of Christmas dinner, obviously, you're probably not going to go work out after dinner. But the next day is a great point, you know. You can have... A good workout the day of in the morning, and then you can have a really good workout the next day. But in your future cheat meals too, something to think about. You know, use that as energy for your later days. You know, for your for your later workout. Absolutely.
0: So. And would you also suggest um, people to kind of, in a way, maybe a few days following um, their big meal, maybe go lower in carb, lower in fat, and maybe do more meat, veggie type meals. Or would you suggest them just get back onto their regular? Because we don't want to play the game where we're yo-yoing, right? Like restrict Hmm. and then I guess big meal, restrict big meal. It's not not a healthy way to look at things, but I guess it also goes into what kind of mindset you have. Are you vulnerable to getting into this pattern of, you know, eat a lot, exercise a lot, restrict, and then repeat, repeat? Or are you like, you know what, I can handle a few days post big meal maybe just you know lay off the carbs a little bit for the next two days and maybe substitute with more chicken and vegetable meals what's your thought on that
1: yeah and that's a good that's actually a good question because it brings up a lot like a common question with like that deserves a good answer to it and um, the answer that I come up with for that and it's been a long time kind of figuring out that part is the way that we look at time is different than the way that body looks at time you know and we have to really recognize that Uh, You know, we've man created time. Okay, so all it was was days with no time attached to it. But we created time based on, you know, how the how the earth moves and the sun goes up and sun goes down. Right. So um, we created that and we created it with our day and our time that we're awake and our sleep patterns and all that. So but because we grew up with it and because we don't know anything other, we just think, oh, there's a day and each day is a thing like that's one day, that's one day, that's one day, and what I ate this day is different than this day, is different than this day. But you got to understand the body is not based on that. Your mind is based on day up, day down, but your body is on. It's on, and then it's off, and then you're dead, and that's it. It's on when you're born, and then it's off when you die. That's it. So when we look at, okay, how should I be dieting on like, let's say, a calorie cycle, right? Well, You got to remember you're on the whole time yeah you're sleeping but it's just because it's a new day doesn't mean it's like a whole new thing it's just your body is just being fed not being fed being fed not being fed and it's on the whole time so the way i like to look at things is and when i'm doing my programming too for clients is i look at it as like a weekly deficit okay if i'm doing a calorie cycle for this person and i'm doing three calorie days high well really it doesn't matter if i'm doing three high and like four low I'm looking at the total weekly deficit that the four low creates, right. You know, because you know you're on or you're off you're on or you're off. That's it. So like the it doesn't make that big of a difference. So if you were to take three days high and four days low and you did looked at the week of calorie deficit or you just did all seven days low, very similar. The only time I've, see, I've seen big differences and why I do it too is that I'll have people who do, let's say, three leg days a week,, Well, I'll give them more calories on those leg days so they can smash those leg days, hopefully burn more calories, right on those mm-hmm. leg days than if I, they had less calories, and then maybe even further the deficit even more, right? Which people don't think, oh, that's why it works, right? But there's, so it doesn't, it's, you're on or you're off, you know, the calorie cycle thing makes very little difference in terms of the grand scheme of things, because we're talking about a total caloric deficit over the course of maybe a month, right? Yes. How many calories did your body use from fat over the course of a week, a month, a day, or whatever? Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's you're on or you're off. So what I say is, yeah, you can do that. You can have you know, a little bit higher calories that day and then go like protein only for a few days because it's not gonna make these dramatic effects on metabolism. And that's what we're always trying to like secure is right. the metabolism being as elevated as possible. But there's studies being done, uh, I don't think they've been published yet. They might be, it's been a while. Um, in, they were being done in Florida where people were eating protein only for like two week periods where they tested their metabolism at day one and then day, I think it was day 15, it might've been day 14. Um, where there was no effect on metabolism. These people only ate protein and a little bit of vegetables, and they ate basically a gram per pound. So you'd be eating, whatever, 125 grams of protein a day, and that would be it. That's it, which is crazy, because that's if you do the math on that, that's 500 calories, right, plus some mm-hmm. veggies. So let's say 600 calories, and, um, and showed no adaption. So if you're worried about having a little bit lower calories one day, after you have your high day, and afraid of it you know, affecting your metabolism, it shouldn't have that big of an effect. Mm-hmm. Can you make up for it? Should you be doing that? You know, that's a different argument. Right. But will it affect things negatively in terms of long-term metabolic output? Mm-hmm. Unlikely. Right.
0: So, I'm thinking more of the mental aspect, getting in the habit of allowing yourself to in a way binge, and then and then trying to make up for it in the next two days, I guess, is I, I find like a lot a of girls, habit. yeah, it's not the best habit to do, but I think like, you know, it's okay to do if you recognize you're one of those people that can like tolerate it and be like, okay, it's just a higher calorie day. And then these are, if you look at it like that, like, okay, today's the higher calorie day, the next two days will be a lower carb, lower fat days. If you kind of look at it like that and you're able to have that control, I think that's fine. But if you are one of those people that's just like, you know it's going to become a habit, and then you're going to think in your mind, like, oh, I can have this huge binge as long as the next few days are <laughs> low calorie. We don't want to think like that, right? Yeah. So it's like a lot about knowing yourself and, and knowing how you think of things, and, you know, just just be aware. Just be aware of it.
1: Yeah, and I would also say if you're going to do that, go that route, which I don't think is a terrible route, Is like during special days like that. I don't think that's terrible just cut your carbs the next day and have your food, you know, and be somewhat conscious of it the day of. Um, But don't do it the opposite way. Don't cut your carbs for like three days going into that big meal because then you're going to eat way more than you would have Mm -hmm. should you've done it in reverse.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd want all that to kind of happen afterwards. And, you know, and just, just to reiterate what we said too, we don't really necessarily think cardio should make up for the meal either I feel like it's almost it's impossible really you can keep it normal cardio like you always do just to kind of get back into your schedule and your routine but I would not try to out cardio that meal I it's know. gonna you're gonna be a marathoner I think
1: I think uh <laughs> I think it was Steve Cook who did the uh, YouTube video on like eating 10,000 calories and then cardioing off 10,000 calories oh. and I I forget the it's a it's a funny video 'Cause it was hard for him to eat it and it was like impossible for him to burn it off. Like impossible. it's impossible.
0: Unfair world. Out yeah, there. yeah.
1: It's just it's just way too many calories to burn. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah? Goodness. So.
0: Goodness gracious. But I think like, you know, in summary, I would say plan ahead, okay? Plan ahead. Know how your week will be structured around this. Um, and I would also say get rid of that all or nothing mindset, right? Even if you didn't plan to eat as many calories as you did, don't beat yourself up for it. Okay, don't beat yourself up. It's not going to help. Just you got to have that mindset of like, well, today's a new day. Let's let's start it all fresh, right? Because I, I feel like sometimes that guilt can cause a bit of a dy- downward spiral, which is not what we're trying to do, right? And and I think like the reason why sometimes people that is just because they, they feel like, well, it's worthless now. I ruined my whole diet because I ate bad one day. And, you know, I, it's, it's not as bad as you think. But I guess the key would just to be get back on it ASAP, right? We're all human. We mess up. One day isn't going to drastically change your physique in the way you think it is. But don't let that cheat meal turn into a cheat week that turns into a cheat month. And next thing you know, you're 20 pounds up, right? That's unhealthy. There's no doubt about it. That is unhealthy. But one day isn't going to hurt you that much, okay? You just got to be smart about things. And then also keep in mind, too, and this is for another like mental reinsurance, is sometimes when we eat foods that we're not really used to having, right, that are saltier or higher in sugar um, or even alcohol, it can cause a little bit of water retention the next few days. And a lot of people can think that, that's fat. It's not. It's water retention. If you want to kind of briefly go into why this happens after yeah. eating foods we're not used to having, just for your own mental well-being. Yeah,
1: it's good for like the bodybuilding thing too. Yeah. Like in term, because people freak out about sodium content and they think that they should be eating low sodium or no sodium. I had, a, I had a client that came from another coach who had her on no sodium for like her whole prep, which is, you know, why? like 16 weeks why they just don't know you know they just don't know and they don't they don't pay attention and so um so the first thing i had her do was get her electrolytes right and start adding electrolytes and adding sodium back into her food and all these different things and so she was adding like added electrolytes she's like i feel so good like i feel i can't believe i could feel like this and i was like yeah your body needs this stuff you know like you're super low in all these things like get it back in your system and um and so she went through that that initial water retention bump you know which was huge at first Um, but what happens is you kind of so your body has this way of balancing everything out and kind of getting used to so you have your own settings you have your own settings everyone has theirs and the the main reason for that is let's say you're let's say you're you live in in a weird area like 200 years ago and everything around you was super high in sodium and Ashley lived somewhere 200 years ago where there was like in an area where there was like very, very low sodium, right? Well, the body needs to retain a certain amount of water in both places, right? Maybe the area that has really, really high sodium, you know, there's maybe there's issues finding a good source of water and they retain more water. I don't know. And where Ashley is, it's like rivers and waterfalls and <laughs> and uh, and it's low sodium. People live in a good place. And uh, <laughs> and she doesn't need to store as much, right, or whatever. So the body is found this way. I don't know the the historic reasons for it, but um, this hormone called aldosterone, which basically regulates water retention. And, the, and it gets used to how much sodium you have. So it's okay, this is how much water we're going to retain. This is how much I'm um, used to uh, re- retaining and how much sodium I'm used to eating. When you have a big meal in sodium, well that hormone will say, oh man, I need to store more water. If for some reason it'll basically go off, you'll store more water. It'll be a few days before it regulates itself again and gets back to your normal setting of how much water, your, basically your homeostatic setting of, of water retention that you'll have. So you cutting sodium doesn't really change much. You know, for a day or two it might, you know, but at first your body's like, let's say you eat a ton of sodium, you eat like let's say 7,000 milligrams of sodium a day, right? which is, which is a good amount. Um, you'd, your body would get used to that over time. Now, if you were eating 1000 milligrams of sodium at first, and then you had 7,000, let's say you had a pizza or you had a big thing, Or a jar
0: of pickles. Jar of
1: pickles or something, right? I love well, that. Then yes, the next day you're going to hold a little water because you had a lot more sodium than your body is used to. But whatever you're used to, I mean, I imagine there's a level, I imagine there has to be some level where there's like, it can't get used to or something, but whatever your body's used to within, within norm, um you're going to have the same amount of water retention whether you have, like, no sodium or you have that much sodium. Mm-hmm. But if you go more than that, then you're going to store more water. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a very crude breakdown of how it would work. But yes. Yeah. So yes.
0: don't freak out, like, you know, even, like, if you have post-show and you have something with, like, jar pickles, I don't know, um, you don't freak out. It's water. There's no way you can possibly gain, like, that much weight uh, within the span of 12 hours, right? Yeah. Between your dinner and the time you wake up, okay? Um, but... As far as like the sugar and other and alcohol as well, what do you think the re, or if you want to kind of go into explain why you might also get a little bit of puffiness or retention from those items? I assume the same thing with the salt. Like if it's something that you're just not used to having, your body's like, what the heck is this? Like, oh, retaining water and puffy and swollen,
1: you yeah, know the deal. So, it,
0: um, and I'm sometimes it, that can be like with gluten or something that somebody hasn't had in a while as
1: well. Yeah. So you have your. Your um, digestion issues from eating like people eating higher amounts of gluten and stuff right. that they're not used to. So there so, we like, get distension. Distension. You get you know improper digestion for a few days. You get some backup, um, you know, of not going to the bathroom as much for a couple days. You know, that's what foods you haven't eaten or eating amounts more than you're normally mm. used to. So eating more gluten. Maybe you eat more dairy and you're not used to that. you eat a lot of cheese. You eat a lot of milk. Whatever. Um, that was where the digestion. So you first you get your stomach goes out, so you feel fatter, right? It's still in you because you're digesting, and your body's taking a while with it, so you feel fatter, right? And then you get a more amount of carbs than you've had before. So yeah, your your glycogen is super um, super full. super full you're super full almost gonna explode explode. those little carbohydrates
0: hanging on to those hydrogens (laughs) for dear life like give me the hydrogens (laughs) pulling in them hydrogens so they're
1: they're in the muscle cells they're in the liver and then there's some that are outside the muscle cell and waiting waiting to be absorbed right so when they're outside the muscle cell they're still they still have water attached to them right they still have water so you're going to hold more water while they're waiting to be used waiting to be absorbed or you know before they're being stored as fat, whatever, right? Or maybe they're being stored as fat Just too. Just chilling there. Yeah, so it takes you know that's that's gonna take a few days um, for you to fully get rid of the the water retention from the sodium, to absorb or, or absorb or use all the glucose, um, to get your 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 you know stomach healthy again and digesting right mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah, so yeah, you're gonna have like the freak out after if you're doing things that you're not used to, yeah. and, like it could really freak you out because it could look totally. like everything went away in like a meal, you know? Yep. And and uh, it's highly unlikely that's gonna happen. You just can't eat, like you could eat, a, I think you could eat, okay, let's, let's put it, for let's be real, with, with crazy foods, and let's say you just couldn't stop, I would say probably if you're really hungry and you're really able to, a guy, I would say if you put on like a pound and a half, maybe, maybe two pounds of fat in one meal like that, if he really went for it, I'm talking like record-breaking stuff and a girl, I would say maybe a pound of fat. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking 3,500 calories past all the calories that you burned that day in excess. That's a lot of food. That means that you'd have to eat like 6,000 calories, maybe, because you probably burned like 2,500 calories that day. You know, we're talking, that's a lot of food. So 6,000 calories in a meal, I guess it's probably mm-hmm. reachable, you know, pretty realistically if you're doing like eggnog and stuff. So it's not gonna, in the end, a pound it's not gonna hurt you that bad. Now. If you go and be one of these people that are just nonstop, yes, that's, that's where it, that's where it hurts. The next day, the next day, that the, turns into a week, yeah, that turns into a month. The leftovers, all that stuff. So yeah, it shouldn't hurt the you. Leftovers that bad. get you, man. And that's what I say with people who prep too. When they go bad for a week, and they go on, like, let's say they go on vacation, and they they put they do do the, you know, actual five pounds, four pounds of body fat because they're eating like that every day. That's where it really hurts. Because like what people don't think about in prep is that. When they have their bad week, they're just like, oh, whatever, next week I'll be perfect. And I'm like, no, it's, you don't get it. Like, You gained, let's say, three pounds on vacation. Let's just say three pounds right, of actual fat. Well, now at 120 pounds, you're probably going to lose one to one and a half pounds of fat a week. So it's going to take us, you lose the week of dieting that you are supposed to be in prep. So you lose that week of progress. The next week, you have to get one of those three pounds off. The next week, one of those three pounds off. The next week, one of those three pounds off. Mm-hmm. So now you're down four weeks just to get back to baseline before your vacation. Oh, definitely. And now you're doing it in a more adapted way because you've been dieting for three additional weeks. Right. So it's like it's a lot bigger penalty than just jumping back on plan the next week.
0: Yeah, and I would say, too, is like, like you said, your body doesn't necessarily recognize time. So there could be some, like, leftover calories that really haven't been, like, absorbed or put into fat yet I guess you but say, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. going to then kind of carry over <laughs> into the next week right depending on when you eat it because it's not like it's it's not like um 24 hours later after eating 3,000 calorie surplus i put on exactly one pound it might take a little bit of time for that to show up if you will Is that a fair statement
1: um so in yeah i think you know if you're talking like digestion processes some food's taking a little longer like yeah you know, I'm mean, not just talking digestion, but absorption and, mm-hmm. and glycogen storage and all that, too. Yeah, it could, I mean, I don't know the time frame on how long that would have to take, but I imagine you got a couple days there of, like, yeah. you know, one digestion of hard foods could take a really long time, and then you have your glycogen being stored, and then is that going to be used as energy or stored as fat? I mean, yeah. that could be a whole, um, yeah, that's a whole other so thing. Even right? So even if you're
0: perfect the next week, you might just kind of be... I guess, leveling out rather than expecting to lose. I, th- I think it'd be a fast, If that makes sense. A
1: somewhat of a faster process. But, like, let's say you did it on the last day of your vacation, mm-hmm. then you probably have, like, a day or two before you're, like, the, the new diet really uh, yeah. could start if you're talking about... Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. The I would overflow like to, of I wonder calories. I wonder how that would work. I'm not a positive on it. I would assume somewhere in that like 36 hour Mm -hmm. time frame type thing before you'd start that right right yeah i wonder that's actually really cool yeah i want to look up i want to look into that because that's actually a pretty cool question what like at what point let's say someone ate a stupid amount of calories on day seven of their vacation and then on day eight they're like oh i'm gonna start my diet now." Like, how many, how long does it actually take for those things to, like, not have their effect Yes. where your diet would start? Because you got to deplete glycogen again. you got to, like, how much of it's still free-floating, right? Uh, Floating around in there? Yeah, let's... I'm sure it's different for every person, too. Like, how much did you use of it?
0: And, you know, it's probably hard, really almost impossible to tell, I'm sure. That's pretty
1: cool, though. Yeah. Nutrition, like nutrition science, always evolves. That's why it's yeah, so cool. It's it fun. is cool. It is super cool. But so.
0: yeah, I mean, I guess the most—if you're gonna take anything away from this podcast—is um, don't feel guilty for indulging for a day. Of course, make reasonable choices. We're not saying go into contest prep on day of of Christmas or whatever. We're not the Grinches. <laughs> but at the same time, there is such thing as self-control and knowing when to stop and. Do not make that cheat meal turn into a cheat week. That is the most important thing to take away. Cheat meal, cut it off. After that, whatever, start fresh the next day. Don't be mentioned on those leftovers. <laughs> okay. Don't let it turn into a cheat week that turns into a cheat
1: month. Yeah. So with that, guys, uh, we'll leave you here. We wish you guys a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, whatever you guys do. And we'll talk to you. Will we talk to them next year after this one? No, I don't think so. we'll have one more? So. One more? Okay, well, we'll talk to you. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch.
0: Our people will call your people. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: To talk to you guys later.